It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources, Eye on the Hill 2023. Live coverage from the state capitol. Coverage from the state capitol on KSL News Radio. Well, we are also keeping our eye on the global community, and many of the eyes of the global community are turning to China in preparation for Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's trip uh, to Beijing coming up on February 5th and 6th. Uh, going to be a very interesting test of the waters of the uh, current relationship between the two countries. Uh, great piece uh, today in Politico, uh, Philem Kind, and uh, he joins us on the line now. And uh, Philem, thanks for joining us. Uh, describe for us some of the things that are rolling into uh, this uh, meeting that will come up here on February 5th and 6th in Beijing. Yeah, so I mean, what we're seeing is we're seeing both Beijing and the Biden administration really trying to throw this, what's been a really steady slide into increasingly bitter bilateral uh, acrimony over issues including trade, tech, Taiwan, and human rights. And What Blinken's going to try to do is build on the relative success of Biden's meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping in Bali, Indonesia, in November, and try to come home with some some reasonable deliverables that demonstrates that Beijing is really serious about not maybe not a reset, but at the very least uh, taking some of the rancor out of the relationship. All right. And uh, as, as you look at that uh, rolling in in terms of um, what comes next in terms of that relationship, you mentioned some of those things that uh, uh, are playing out. The economics, I think, is, is so interesting. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some conversation there around Ukraine and Russia. What do you think that's going to look like? Well, you know, in, in terms of uh, Russia and Ukraine, you know, one of the, a big irritant between uh, the U.S. and China is the fact that China has been consistently aligned with Russia's aggression against Ukraine. Now, China has refrained from uh, supplying material and arms and supplying the war effort, but it remains a really steadfast backer of Putin, and that, in in effect, ensures that the war continues. So this Mm -hmm. is something that, you know, Beijing doesn't want to move on, and, you know, the Biden administration, Blinken's going to have to push on. Uh, At the same time, you know, China is dealing with some really serious domestic challenges. You know, they've got COVID is out of control. They have an economic downturn. And there's increasingly, uh, you know, obvious public resentment about governance failures in China. And so they want to lessen the friction with the U.S. so they can deal with their domestic issues uh, and then maybe get back to regular business with the U.S. So they need some breathing room here. Yeah, and that uh, breathing room at home, I think, is a, a real critical piece. We know there's also been some interesting things just on the uh, on the economics front there at home in terms of their own uh, semiconductor and chip uh, business, which, of course, the government really flooded into. I think uh, President Biden was kind of following that model, um, and they're having some of their own challenges when it comes to that uh, chip manufacturing and some of the economic pieces. Yeah, I mean, the fact is, is the Biden administration has really moved decisively to cut off uh, exports of high-tech uh, semiconductors chips to China, which are essential for both civilian and for high-tech military purposes. 
And the other major supplier is Taiwan. So this is, to a certain extent, kind of kneecapped uh, aspects of China's technological development uh, because they don't have that capacity to produce that level of chips at home. The Biden administration is holding back the U.S. ones. Taiwan isn't going to send a whole flood of really uh, potentially enabling military uh, tech uh, chips to China. So they kind of painted themselves into a corner. Yeah, uh, and that's, so that's going to be a really interesting to see how that plays. How do you think uh, some of the uh, the COVID uh, pieces, you mentioned some of that unrest at home in terms of uh, government failure. Uh, what else is going to be on the agenda there as it relates to COVID? Well, you know, the Chinese government's position on this is that they have COVID totally under control, that there's nothing to worry about, and they have apparently repeatedly declined U.S. offers of assistance, whether it's vaccines or anti uh, antivirals. Uh, so I think that, you know, this is something that the Chinese government, and particularly President Xi Jinping, this is, this is an, uh, an issue of, of sort of key sort of integrity that is signature issue of, of sort of COVID containment has exploded. And they're just trying to muddle through it as best they can to cut off or reduce uh, negative or unflattering statistics in terms of infections and deaths. Mm-hmm. And they're hoping that they, it, it, it isn't a big issue in terms of the Blinken visit. Yeah, and, and uh, in, in terms of uh, looking at where uh, things go, obviously Taiwan has got to be a conversation uh, on the table. What do you think the positioning is going to be there? What do you think that discussion looks like? Well, you know, the, the U.S. and China just talk past each other on Taiwan. They have set <laughs> positions. You know, I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. China says Taiwan is theirs and that they will take it. By force, if necessary, if China, if Taiwan ever declares independence, the U.S. has uh, the Taiwan Relations Act, which commits it to supplying arms and supporting Taiwan. So essentially, what they're going to talk about is likely uh, the potential how to contain the fallout from an upcoming visit to Taiwan promised by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and that could promise to create a replay of the sort of uh, high stakes military drills by the Chinese uh, military around Taiwan after Pelosi, uh, House Speaker Pelosi's visit back in August. So it's, they're, they're looking this down, you know, they're, they're staring this down and trying, probably trying to, to contain it so things don't stay, spin out of control. Yeah, Philem, I've been, I've been dying to ask you since last week, uh, since the Prime Minister of Japan visited with uh, President Biden. They did have some public and some behind-closed-doors conversations there, and, and clearly the message coming out of Japan was, Hey, Russia and China are over here. We're dealing with that. Uh, we need a different kind of conversation. How does that color uh, Secretary Blinken's uh, visit? Well, you know, this is China's worst nightmare. 
mm-hmm. arch rival Japan is arming up. You know, they're going to spend yeah. hun- you know billions on increasing the defenses. They've explicitly identified China along with North Korea and Russia as strategic threats to the region. And Japan and the U.S. have never been this more closely closely aligned. So this is definitely going to be a talking point on the Chinese side in terms of where that relationship is going and Chinese concerns that it's feeling suddenly quite encircled by Biden's successful diplomatic efforts to bolster allies in the Indo-Pacific and to try to, to, to wake them up to this growing uh, Chinese strategic military threat in the region. Yeah, then I also wanted to ask you, uh, this is always so interesting uh, to me in terms of the uh, the economic interconnectedness between the U.S. and China, uh, all of the other battles from Taiwan and Japan and, and other things going on. But then you also have this really unique space as it relates to North Korea. And clearly China has a, an important role to play when it comes to dealing with North Korea. So how does Secretary Blinken uh, put all that into the blender as well? Yeah, well, you know, the, the U.S. got multiple U.S. governments have had decades of frustrated hopes that China will finally, eventually leverage its key, its, its existential supporting relationship mm-hmm. to North Korea to render meaningful change, whether that's a rollback in North Korea's nuclear program, uh, an easing uh, of human rights abuses, an end to threatening rhetoric against its neighbors. And it just never happens. And this is, you know, something that when people look at at China's alignment with Russia, they say, you know, if China has never done anything to stop or to to curb uh, North Korea's excesses, why should we expect China to do any more with its relationship with Vladimir Putin and its aggression against Ukraine? So it is going to be a conversation. But again, it's one of these you could basically press, you know, play from previous conversations and not get anything fresh or interesting. Uh, it is kind of the white whale that uh, we keep thinking China will play that card, uh, but they keep holding on to it. Uh, great perspective. Diplomat, diplomatic oh. Groundhog Day. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, very good. Uh, Philom Kain, of course, is D.C.-based China correspondent for Politico. It is a great piece on Politico.com today. You should check that out. Uh, really some important things to be thinking about, uh, knowing that Secretary Blinken will be there in early February. Those conversations will have impact uh, not just between China and the U.S. Uh, there will be people from around the globe following that very closely. Uh, Philom, thanks so much for joining us today. Love your perspective. Great writing. Thank you, sir. All right, again, that's Philom Kine from Politico. He's the D.C.-based China correspondent, and it is a great piece. You should check that one out. Uh, and it just shows you how complicated all of this is. It is such an interconnected world when it comes to economics. You have all of the things going on in China as it relates to human rights abuse and uh, persecution of uh, religious minority groups. Uh, You've got Russia. You've got uh, North Korea. There's a host of things. uh, And Secretary Blinken has his work cut out for him uh, as he heads to Beijing for what will be important talks and important conversation to see if any momentum can be built uh, based on the Biden G meeting uh, from from a few months back. And uh, we'll continue to follow all of that. Uh, We're going to go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break. We're broadcasting from Utah's Capitol Hill from the historic Supreme Court chamber here in Utah's capital city as we kick off the 45-day session of Utah's legislature. legislature. Uh, We'll be right back with more right here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. 
started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.